Yourself. Hey, everybody. It's another episode of Go Flix Yourself. My name is Ben Conowitz, and with me, as always, is the safari to my Google Chrome, Bradford Oman. Hey, that's me. I am another word for explore. <laughs> that's the dumbest. I laughed. Oh, I hate that I laughed at that. Uh, and the, uh, the Microsoft Edge to my Google Chrome. Ugh. <laughs> Nate Lux. I'm only going to last for like a, an hour. Is that why? Like, <laughs> story of your life. Oh, oh. Oh. And the and you know what? Special guest tonight, the Firefox. Yeah, Mike Flores. That would be me, and I don't even know. I'm pretty outdated then, aren't I? No, Firefox, Firefox is still, still good. Around. You will yeah, use yeah. that it, still? Anybody Chrome? Did you use Chrome? Because I wanted he to be Chrome. He made himself I, Chrome. I, I said I was Chrome. You don't even, you're on the show and you don't listen. I am I am checking the, the ones and twos right now to make sure that you sound fine, all right? I said the, the Safari and to I have my, an ability to, to tune out Chrome. Cer- I have an ability to turn out, tune out certain tones. <laughs> And I don't. It's the start of the you know, show. You know, you know what it's tone, the first part. You know what tone I'd like to turn down is Ben's attitude. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you know. You know what? I'm coming for you this 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 episode. Oh, oh, you come for me every. First of all, nope. you guys both come for me. No, nope. every episode. Ben, upset. I feel like you're like the Netscape navigator of the group. <laughs> 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 Shut up, Lycos. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Bailey is Peanut Gallery, my lovely intelligent girlfriend. Thank you for being here. Uh, Morty, our dog, is running around here. So if you hear, hear a little jingle of a collar, that's just our dog. It's all good. Uh, but hey, by the way, just to let you know, this is a movie podcast where we talk about the latest films that we've seen. We talk uh, we talk about uh, some trailers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we very rarely talk about television shows. It, it is It does it, it does happen, but it's rare, and it's it's going to stay that way. Literally every episode, but no, yeah, go uh, on. No, no, no. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we, we start out every show, Brad. Uh, with a sponsor. Yeah. And we're just so thankful that these companies spend the money of course. so that we can be in your ears right now. So, yeah. Brad, take it away, buddy. Who's today's sponsor? Well, Ben, let me ask you a question. What, what's, what's your favorite flavor combo? Not not combo as in the snack, but like combo you as in like- And on, its, on this show, you do have to be very specific. Well, we, we've <laughs> talked about that before, our favorite as in, combo. As in the combinations of flavors. Like, what's your, what's your two favorite flavors to ben, combine? Ben, it's mint and chocolate. Move on. <laughs> Is it- Are we talking desserts? It doesn't matter. Sure. I'm, I'm a kiwi yeah, strawberry well, we'll keep person. It, yeah, keep it sweet. Keep it sweet. Okay, kiwi strawberry? Okay. All right. Um, you know what? I like, uh, I think I like strawberry chocolate. Stra- really? Interesting. Ice cream. Ice cream. Oh, I would never expect that from you. No, I wouldn't either. Yeah, I, I had a banana split over the weekend, and, I, and it really made me remember, like, on strawberry ice cream, uh, chocolate sauce is amazing. That's that's true. Okay. So when you get Fair. a banana split, you get a ne- Neapolitan ice cream then? Uh, I go chocolate, chocolate, strawberry. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, pr- that's pretty good. I, I like that. That's, that's yeah. a good idea. Uh, Nate, what about you? Yeah, this actually brings up a, a deeper question for me because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big... It, hey, first of all, it shouldn't... <laughs> no, I know, I know, but this this got I got into this with somebody, and I, maybe it was YouTube <laughs> jokes. Like, what is troubles in childhood? No, my f- they asked me what my favorite candy bar is. I said a York peppermint patty, and they oh, said, "Oh yeah, that, that was on not, this show. That's not a candy bar. That was on this show. Yeah, no, sure. <laughs> and I want to revisit that because <laughs> oh no, I was absolutely right. But first of all, that's not, that's that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> the answer is mint chocolate. That's so. That's a good answer. Mint chocolate. I'm not sure that uh, York peppermint patty is the mint chocolate flavor that I prefer. No, you know Baskin Robbins, the mint chocolate. That's a good chip, one. Uh, ice cream no, is no, no. phenomenal, guys. Guys, it, guys. it makes York. I peppermint answered patties. the question. It's mint chocolate the... with York peppermint patty. <laughs> no, yeah, that's, so move that's on. Not, that's that's not true. It's eating poop. Uh, and are you kidding me? I would, I think, you've never I would, had a York peppermint patty. I think the gold standard fascist. for chocolate mint is either Fannie Mae's mint meltaways 
or and, or Andy's chocolate mints. No, no it's, it's those Girl are little... Scout cookies. Oh, well, are, it's thin mints. Yeah, uh, for only only when they're in the freezer, though. Yeah, true. Oh, I will, you know now we're now we're now you know what we found common ground. No, I'm I'm moving it. I want hot. Uh, I want hot cookies. Go on, move on. Oh, <laughs> gross! Oh, don't ever if say he, that on the he, podcast. If he, he wants some frozen, I hey, don't. excuse me, can I get some hot cookies? <laughs> just need, just need I to warm up those I cookies. I want to melt in my hand. Yeah, please warm not, up those cookies for me. Not, not in my melt in your hand, not in your mouth. Yeah, hot oh. cookies. Hot cookies <laughs> is my favorite strip club. <laughs> uh, just my, off I ninety four, right by the Christian bookstore. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, what's your favorite strip club? Or, uh, sorry, uh, what's your favorite combination? He already no, said. Yeah. Hey, you know what? what are you strawberry. Yeah, he, he, said strawberry. Strawberry. he said already. I'm sorry. I was. Jesus. Che- I was checking the ones. Why don't and you twos. listen? Why don't you listen? Yeah. I was checking the nice ones. Nice job, and twos. Chrome. <laughs> uh, well, guys, I, my, my favorite combination <laughs> is actually chocolate peanut butter. I love me a good mixture of chocolate peanut butter. Not going to disagree. That. And, I do love it. And, that, I, and I have choice. another snack that sounds like it could be a strip club too. Uh, and that—that's—that's <laughs> that's, uh, animal crackers. <laughs> Reese's dipped animal crackers. These are animal crackers that are covered in both chocolate and peanut butter, ladies and gentlemen. I thought you were going to say something like snoodles. Ah, <laughs> uh, snoodles. Don't go to snoodles. Best strip club ever. No, snoodles is is awful. <laughs> they have the most uncomfortable chairs. Yeah, no, I prefer honkers. <laughs> go go ahead and uh, okay. pass pass these around. Everyone, get yourself a nice Reese's dipped animal cracker. And we're just gonna chomp on that. We're gonna get that in your snout and just crunch it up. Did you say snout? Yeah, get in your snout <laughs> yeah. and crunch it up. You know how I like. To I do. will say, uh, like hearing all the podcasts in the past, uh, you know this has to be probably the best. I think because uh, you can't go wrong with Reese's. Well, I'm not gonna lie. I, I had to go to the gas station to get a sponsor because I left the other one at home. The other one probably would have been fine as well. It would have been terrible. It was like mustard skittles. You always go oh. with the mustard skittles, and it's no. just not. It's not really. Hey, Brad. So these. Hey, Brad. Real quick. These are really good. Yeah, they are very, very good. These taste like um, Keebler Elf cookies. Like El Fudge cookies? Yep. yep. No, because El Fudge doesn't have any peanut butter component to it. No, they 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 made a, a peanut butter one. When? I'm, I'm not joking. It must have been a long time ago. It was ago. in a red package back in like 97. I didn't oh. see that on Brad's Junk, though. Interesting, yeah. It has not been on Brad's Junk. Look at Brad's Junk on Instagram. We just passed 10,000 followers. That's a lot of fun. I, I unsubscribed. That was delicious. <sighs> yeah, these are really good. These aren't these aren't super new. They've been around for a little while, but I haven't brought them on the show before, and They're I figured good. they'd be a nice... A nice Th- thank you. A nice treat for you folks. Thank you for actually uh, not little, poisoning us. Yeah, a nice reward for, just, for enjoying some snacks that aren't necessarily great. You know what? I'll take it. Yeah, but I know I know you like like a good Reese's snack. I do actually. Yeah, so uh, you leave those here. Reese, wait, no, I'm in a weight loss competition. You cannot. Reese's dipped animal crackers, and uh, wherever stores are sold, wherever stores are sold, wherever you go, go and buy stores is where you can get them. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. All and, right. And uh, how much did the Reese's give you for the sponsorship? Twelve whole dollars. Yep, that's impressive. Which yeah. is pretty great considering it's typically. Nothing. One dollar. One dollar, <laughs> Bob. Uh, Mike Flores, let's just start with you. Uh, last oh movie you saw. Uh, I did a revisit of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Did you cry? I cried. <laughs> uh, I cried the first time. You is not very good. Whoa. So, see, and this was a hot take that I remember listening in the past uh, on your podcast before. And, and Elise and I had talked about it, and I was surprised that you hated on it so bad. 
Like, I understand that it's not a perfect movie, but it's not a bad movie. No, either. no, it's it's not terrible. It, I was just uh, supremely disappointed with it. I just feel like, like it kind of missed the mark and has a lot of uh, story things that don't really connect very well with me. There's there's some very good things about it, and there's, there's stuff that I enjoyed. It's, I would never call it downright terrible. I just was disappointed and didn't like it very much. It was very good. Like... Thank you. I, I would agree, Nate. I I really really enjoyed it I um, multiple times. Oh God, it's <laughs> it's gut wrenching, you know. And uh, with the way the Marvel universe is going, it's uh, I've been really struggling to, like to connect with it. Um, uh, and so for, to have this movie and to actually feel something a little bit more than just watching a Marvel film uh, was uh, extremely satisfying. Nobody um, died. Well, okay. Spoiler alert. We're way past that. That's fair. It's been uh, nine years. No, I will say, again, I know you guys have already hashed this all out in past podcasts, but I will say if there was one thing that I would really critique and really not be okay with is the fact that they tease somebody dying, and, and not just in the trailer, but like there were scenes within the movie that like, all right, Drax is dying in the beginning. Oh, nope, Drax is dying in the middle. At various nope. points, they made you think, Everyone was going to die. And yeah. I, I get it that, that that's a that's a, a trope that you can use to pull at the heartstrings, but uh, it gets really old really fast. And it, while I don't share the vitriol that Brad maybe has for this film, uh, I, I really I, I liked it. I didn't love it, but it was because of things like that. And the other thing was that they, uh, they they really had to find a way to like shoehorn Adam Warlock in. They had to. Yeah. It felt there was a lot of stuff that was kind of just. Just, I think just, I think just join it. I think I took that in a different way. So like maybe it was the second go around because I understand where you're coming from with Adam Warlock, uh, the first go around. But the second go around when I didn't have so much invested in him because the marketing and everything leading up to that movie, you thought Adam Warlock was a bigger part of the movie, sure, right? And I think that was just Marvel trying to you know mislead you essentially. And so if you just kind of erase that out of your memory and just take the movie as face value. Yes, they introduce Adam Warlock, but it, you understand that he's not as a you know predominant character. That right? wasn't really my issue with him. My issue was they, they just didn't need him. He, he serves no real purpose so other, other, than, other than progressing the plot at a couple different points. Uh, are they going to, though, use him in future films? I just kind of I thought have no idea they were what... trying to maybe, or at least at one point when they included him in Guardians of the Galaxy 2... I'm sure they'd like to, but, but I don't know what like the future. He's for a pretty Guardians big name holds. to get, so, so I'm sure my, they would want him. My question to you, Brad, is when you tease something in a in a mid credit or a post credit scene, mm -hmm. clearly, okay, maybe not clearly, but I would think that because of the way it played out in, in Guardians of the Galaxy three. They they had not necessarily written exactly what he was going to be when they announced it in two. No, but I think, but I mean, since since James Gunn has written all the movies, and you would assume he, right, he, he had, had an, an, idea. Uh, an idea. Yeah. Do you think this was his idea? Oh yeah, for sure. Like I, I no, mean, I mean like this is like this is what I wanted for this character in the third movie. Yeah, I think so because I mean it's, it's a pretty big teaser in the second one. Like oh, this is the thing that's coming, and then it's a bit part. It's not. It's more than a bit part in the movie. That's that's actually why I don't like it is because I don't think that it works in the capacity that they give him in the movie. Um, you know, I, I think, and that's my biggest, I think, problem with the movie, uh, is just that I feel like it bites off way more than it can chew. Like trying to put 
both Rocket's backstory and tie it to the main villain, the High Evolutionary, and giving us Adam Warlock and that side story, and also trying to resolve the character arcs for every single member of the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's just a lot. And I wish they would have done a third movie that was just with the Rocket stuff, and then they had a fourth movie that wrapped everything I, up I think, instead. I think, having listened to some James Gunn interviews, I'm not sure that wasn't the plan originally. Um, because, again, James Gunn is now done with Marvel, his timeline for these kind of things. And he did mention that the Adam Warlock story was the hardest part of the film to include. Um, so it could have been that they, you know, because the DC stuff happened, he was... Well, DC, or not DC, uh, Marvel wanted Adam Warlock to be a more central figure in the second film, is what I read. Yeah. Um, he just, it just it didn't, didn't work. work. Um, yeah. But they, I think they did want that character to be birthed in the MCU. Um, yeah. And so I do, I, I think, and I think James Gunn has wanted to be the one that kind of birthed yeah. that character, but also... At that point, okay, you've got one film left. You better birth him somewhere, right? Like, yeah. you need to make him a part of this this, For this sure. world. Um, and I'm, I, it isn't the, my favorite part of the film, but there's so much other good stuff in. You know, what? it's probably my least favorite part of the film. <laughs> <laughs> I will say there was a couple of moments where it was just like, like you kind of said that it was. Um, uh, he just happened to be there to move the plot along, like the like at the end when Peter Quill is essentially dying in space. He, Whoa, spoilers! Yeah, right. I'm just uh, he's not saved unless Adam Warlock's there. Yeah, you know. So it's and like he shouldn't have been saved either. Right. So it's like uh, okay. So what would you have done if Adam Warlock wasn't there? Yeah. Kind of thing. Done so. the movie the right way and killed him. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, <laughs> Mike, well, did, did you see spoiler, any other movies? He's gonna come. Yeah, back. He's fine. Uh, Anything else lately? Uh off the top of my head, uh, I watched uh, the series The Bear. Have you guys seen okay. that? Okay, all right. <laughs> Fuck yeah, we have. <laughs> so good. Uh, Are you caught so, up on it? You want to talk no, about I, it? I've actually not so good. caught up on it. Oh, so we're, you've seen the part where the murder happens? We'll talk about no, it when he's caught up on it. Yeah, moving on. Brad, uh, what's the last movie you saw, buddy? <laughs> I watched The Bear. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, chef. Yes, yes, chef. Yes, chef. Yeah, shave. Oh boy, hate me, shave. What are you doing? What? Yeah, what is that? Riding a horse. <laughs> what? He hasn't actually seen the show. <laughs> <laughs> you know that part where they're riding a horse and he's like, yeah, shave. <laughs> Going after the bear. Yeah, <laughs> they're hunting and that, bears. And that bear is ruthless. He's, too. he's he, really. He's fast. He loves his Italian beefs. He's a rascal. <laughs> he's on cocaine. Yeah, he's a bear on cocaine and a rascal. I, I'm loving it, guys. I'm loving. What it. movie did you watch? <laughs> Uh, the last movie I watched, actually, Ben, you're gonna be you're gonna be very happy about this. You didn't even have to assign it to me. What what movie do you think it is? Blue uh, Chips. Chain Reaction. I watched Chain Reaction, guys. <laughs> Keanu Reeves, and, and it was a treat. Uh, no, I watched Pinball. The hey! man. Oh, great! The man who saved the game. Uh, unfortunately, his name is not Pinball uh, <laughs> in the movie. Uh, I was pretty disappointed by his that. His first name is it's, Pin. His last name is it's Ball. Like yeah, Roger or something, right? It's it is. It's it's, uh, it's Roger Sharp. Uh, and it's we've talked about it in the forest the true story about yeah. how this guy uh, who became uh, a guy who loved pinball at a time when it was deemed illegal because a lot of people thought it had to do with gambling because there was. Uh, 
a thought, a, a false connection that the uh, Italian mob was using it as a way to like steal money from kids, and, and like it wasn't helpful that the the place that was manufacturing pinball machines was also the place that was manufacturing slot machines, just the same company, right? Exactly. And so it just all kind of lined up, and these politicians were like, no, 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 no. Yeah, and so uh, the movie stars uh, Mike Faced, uh, who plays Riff in the West Side Story remake, and he's fantastic in it. Um, and this it's just a solid movie. I really I really liked it a Good. lot. Um, the uh, I, I think it got slept on a little bit. I, I really it, did well, enjoy their, the way it, they did it. It doesn't have a big cast, right? Mike Chase, sure. most people have not heard of him. And honestly, but. as I was watching it, I, I kind of wish that like it would have gotten a bigger cast because yeah. I feel like it could have. It, it's good as it is. I feel like it could have been even better. Yeah. Um, because it's 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 definitely enjoyable. I like the the unconventional fake documentary framing and how he keeps breaking into the story and they they make some humor out of it and they. Uh, it works. It shakes up the formula, and it works. Um, and I kind of like the the heart that that's at the center of it too, of how it co- they connect actually like what he enjoys about pinball with like the shortcomings that he has in life and that kind of thing. I, I like the dynamic between him uh, and his. It sounds like you like the movie, Brad. I, no, I really did. I really liked it a lot. Um, the one thing that I didn't like though is his mustache. And even though the guy had a real mustache that was bushy and out of control uh the, the fake one doesn't look very good in the movie and it kind of bugged me it is a little off-putting because you can tell it's fake yeah it's an independent movie they don't have the money no no for sure um and mustaches are notoriously expensive in hollywood <laughs> and very very hard to grow yeah exactly well if you go if you go look up mike face he's not kind of he's, he's, he's not gonna he's not gonna grow that mustache <laughs> he's like well we're gonna film in five years yeah so keep growing that mustache Mike face looks like john mulaney's brother <laughs> uh so yeah but i i, I enjoyed it a lot yeah. It's very, good, very good. good. Um, what else did I watch recently? Uh, I watched... Um, Can you talk about the one? The Jet Li movie? <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 Can you talk about Jet Li's... Give me five minutes the on one. the one. Uh, so it's been a long time since I've seen it. <laughs> but I know that there's... There's a lot of them. Parallel universes. There's a lot of them. And he, the one, of, one of them is trying to kill all the other it's, ones from other universes and it makes it more powerful. It's, it's, high, it's, it's Highlander, but better. Yeah. Jason Statham. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And Jet Li. When did that movie yeah. come out? Like t- 2001. 2001. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also watched, uh, so I forgot to actually mention this last time, and I was reminded of it uh, when I was recording, and I made sure to bring it up this time. Uh, I watched a documentary that's on uh, Max called the Bear. Gl- Glitch, The Rise and Fall of HQ Trivia. Oh, yeah. Uh, is that any good? Uh, yeah, it's fine. It's uh, it's not... Um, it's My biggest problem with it is that it feels like the production quality falls a little short of like what it could be for something like this. They uh, they get key interviews, uh, including like Scott Rogowski, the host, and, yeah. and other people and stuff like that. Because for those of you that don't know... If you don't remember, there was a time uh, where this there was this really popular trivia app called HQ Trivia, and it's not that long ago. Not long ago, a few years ago, I think 2018 was like when it was like at the height of its popularity, and it only lasted like at, at super like popular levels for like six months. months. Yeah, uh, and it really was just a blip on the pop culture radar, but it became a huge thing. Where it was at ev- the every day, right? Every uh, well, not every day, I don't think, but it was. Uh, I thought it was daily. Maybe it was, but like anyway, at 7 p.m. You had to get a, on a live trivia show on your phone. That you participated in, and you could win real money. Uh, and people kept tuning in, kept getting bigger and bigger. They got like millions of people to tune in all at once. Uh, but then it all just came tumbling down. Uh, and so this chronicles how it came to be. It's uh, the the guys that created Vine are actually the ones who are behind it. And there's a lot of drama behind the scenes and some tragedy and whatnot. So it was really interesting to hear about it. But uh, the production quality, they use a, a lot of the same photos of the two guys that founded it 
over and over again, but like zooming in and like different angles oh, and like they stuff. Only had the two. Yeah, and I don't understand yeah. why because like I'm sh- there has to be more photos than that, or there has to be more footage of them or something. But on top of that, it's clear that they also created a couple different sets that were meant to recreate like the vibe of what the HQ trivia offices were like, and they kept reusing those sets, but with different angles to like fill in gaps and um, footage and stuff yeah, like that. That's tough. And so, like, it super was, low budget. Then. Yeah, you could tell that they were trying to like really fill in gas. But it's uh, it's it's solid though. It's you if you were so as far as the information that is yeah, provided, is it? I was worthwhile? I felt informed, and I, w- I I liked you know finding out things I didn't know about uh, the the app and so how. So the it, guys that did Vine, they did issue trivia. Have they done anything since? So uh, spoiler alert, I guess one of them is <laughs> dead. Um, well, there you go. Yeah, he uh, died. So from- no. <laughs> uh, and the other one, uh, I think he's still doing tech stuff. I forget what he's doing now, but it's you know, um, obviously didn't retain Russ, that information. Russ Yusupov. Uh, I don't know how to That's pronounce what I that. Said. Um, yeah, he's. Uh, you know, I, I honestly don't know what he's still doing. That's um, helpful, Nate. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Well, here's the thing, though: is he sold Vine for like thirty million dollars? Yeah. So he, he had some money, and I, I don't. I don't see him doing anything major, but he might be investing stuff in as a like a silent. Well, partner. for thirty million dollars, you can do whatever you want. Not these days. Not these days. What? Thirty million dollars can go as far as it used to, buddy. Okay. Thirty million dollars <laughs> get you a coke and a pair of shoes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if anyone out there has thirty million dollars, <laughs> uh, uh, please sponsor. Yeah, the I, I would. We do love, need more than twelve dollars to keep the show running. Yeah, I'd love a piece of that puzzle. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, uh, what else did I watch? I, I saw Ninja Turtles like, again. Uh, just just want everyone to know that it's very very good, and you should take take your kids to see it. You should go see it, Nate. I think you saw Ninja Turtles, didn't you? No. How many times have you Are seen you serious? it, now, Brad? I didn't have a chance. You told me you were supposed to see it with your I was, fucking kids. But Whoa. We're, we're gonna go this weekend instead. Whoa. Brad, how many times have you seen it? I've seen it three times now. So, have you seen that more than uh, Spider Man uh, Across the Spider Verse? Mm, yes, because I only saw that twice. Which one do you feel is better? Across the Spider Verse is, is a better movie, um, okay. but Ninja Turtles is is very very good. Uh, it's just refreshing in all the right ways. Does a lot of cool new things with the characters and the dynamic and the so animation. If you, if you had to incredible. pick one, which one would it be? Make your choice. <laughs> The other one will die, by the way. Yeah, I'm just not going to do that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm just not going to do that. uh, Yeah, no, no one's going to force me to live my life like that. It's too bad, though. I am, I am, I am going Saturday to see the film, but uh, it's not doing all that well at the box office. And that's it's it's doing well. It's doing about as well as would be expected in the wake of Barbie and Oppenheimer, and uh, it only cost them seven million to make it, and they made seven, yeah, seventy million. Uh, I thought seven too. I'm like. What? what? No, <laughs> seventy million, and they made about half that already. So it's they'll no, they're worldwide. They're up to sixty-one. Still doing. I'm, I was talking about Meg domestic too. box office, Sorry. but yeah, but right. yeah, they'll they'll make their they'll make their money back, and it'll it'll be fine. And they already greenlit a sequel. So as you say, because I want them to do a sequel too. I want yeah. I want them to create a new universe. With Secret these. of the Ooze. Sequel of the Ooze. No, sit no. with that. Sit with that silence. Okay, just sit with <laughs> it. Wow. It's the first time you've done that to me in a while. You gave us the title of a movie that already exists, and I, it's not funny. I I meant to say, I meant to say Sequel of the Ooze, but it came out Secret. Of say, the okay, yeah, then that was just the title of the second movie they I, already made. I know what I did. I, I'm sorry. Can we edit it around it? Maybe no. Nope. Make me sound better. All this is staying in. <laughs> Everyone is. Everyone's gonna know. Sequel of the This is what you did. But Se- they haven't seen an animated Toko Razar. Sequel of the So, um, and, and I hope we don't. <laughs> is there anything else that you saw? Uh, I also uh, watched the movie that I was assigned uh, by my good friend Ben. But before I get there, yeah, I just want to talk about 
a show that I've been watching. Uh, I would love to hear it. It's an old show. And, well, not old, old, but like it's an older like show. Mash. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching. No, Mash. I'm Kojak. <laughs> I've been watching Jake and the Fat Man. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I've been watching Mindhunter on oh, Netflix. Oh, yeah. That, that, have you guys watched uh, Mindhunter? I, no. I, I have not, but. It is uh, executive produced by David Fincher and created by uh, Joe Penhall. And it is. It's the, got a cult of fans, though. Wait, that show. his name is Joe Pinball? Pen Hall, you <laughs> deaf bitch. Uh, <laughs> what? Jesus Christ. Wow. I don't know that you can actually say that. You might have to cut that. Why can't I? <laughs> you deaf hey, hey, bitch. Fun fact. He just did. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're you're an old female dog who can't hear. What? what <laughs> I, can't, I can't help it. Um, but no. So it's uh, for those that don't know, it is a show that is uh, the easiest way to classify it as a true crime drama because it is based on a book written by the people who actually studied and came up with the idea of how to classify and define serial killers and their behavior and that kind of thing. And so it stars Jonathan Groff uh, and Holt McCallany as the two people who start the behavioral science unit at the FBI. And they are go around the interview uh, real serial killers um, and they're talking to them and just hearing about why they do what they do and what they did and just like, and that kind of thing. And it's very unsettling this is a dramatization it is a drama it is a, Did yeah. they use the real tapes from the serial killers no 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 it's all it's all gotcha. dramatized yeah uh, but the performances are great the writing is sharp it's david fincher so it's sure. you know it's directed very well he doesn't direct every episode but he directs uh i would say like i think four or five of the so far that i've seen i've seen the first season and the first episode of the second season so far but if you haven't taken time to watch it on netflix it is it's fantastic i've kept putting it off i always heard it was really good and it's yeah it's 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 stellar okay a stellar series uh but i'll talk about the movie that uh, I was assigned. The movie. By my good friend Ben. And it's a movie called Tin Cup. And it's a movie that I uh, hadn't seen in its entirety. I had seen some bits and pieces, uh, and I kind of knew how it ended. But I still sure. wanted to watch it because I hadn't you know, absorbed it as a, as a whole. And honestly, it was one of those movies where a uh, friend of the pod, Charlie Young, when he was super into golf when we were younger, uh, he used to watch it a lot. And that's part of the reason why some of the stuff still stuck in my head. It is one of those movies where when I was, again, when I was growing up, I've seen this movie probably five times. It just it, it would be it used on, to be on the movie channels a lot. Yeah, and so I would just always. I've seen it so many times, and I, I really do like this movie. Plus, you're, I mean, friends of the pod will know, or listeners of the pod will know, you're a massive Don Johnson fan. I mean, I can't <laughs> get enough of the Don John in my life. Mm-hmm. You just need it. I, I I want more. He he has the entire series collection of Nash Bridges <laughs> <laughs> on DVD and Blu-ray. Yes, I do. I mean, this is... <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not embarrassed, like, right? This is a crazy thing. <laughs> yeah, we're waiting for the 4K release. Fingers crossed. Um, but uh, He's their tubs. Get it? You know what I did there? Crockett and tubs? With the, yeah. My, my <laughs> no, I got it. That's what I did there? Just batting a thousand today, huh? <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna be, it's a baseball joke. Hey, See what I did there? <laughs> you, know, you know what? I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> no, uh, so this is a, a movie that follows uh, Kevin Costner as a washed-up golf pro. He's running this uh, really shitty driving range out in the middle of New Mexico, I think it is. Uh, and then he gets kind of called back into it by Nash Bridges, who is a... I really went in there. Then it was... Like a crossover? Cheech Marin. Well, Cheech Marin is in Nash Bridges and Tin Cup. I know. But no, so... That's so good. I forgot about that. Don Johnson... Uh, plays a, another pro and he kind of taunts him and like gets him to co- uh, try and come back and become part of the pro tour again. 
Uh, and then there's this romantic dynamic because Kevin Costner falls for Rene Russo, but he doesn't know Rene Russo is actually Don Johnson's girlfriend, and she's a therapist, but she also was getting golf lessons, and it's it's a lot of complicated things they don't really do in movies anymore. But it it, it is complicated, but, but it was pretty straightforward when we were watching it, right? Like I, I didn't remember it being like this is so complicated. I can't no, no, yeah, but it's the kind of they don't really do movies like this anymore. Um, both sports movies and romantic comedies like this in a way because it's not romantic comedy in the most basic sense. No, uh, but it is a romantic movie. The it, it's funny and of the romance is huge. Honestly, so it is, this movie is written by uh, written and directed by Ron Shelton, who also wrote a little movie you might remember uh, called White Men Can't Jump. Uh, and this movie is very much White Men Can't Jump, except I would call it White Men Love Golf. <laughs> uh, and, um, and you know what, Brad? They do. They, they really do. Uh, so I think this movie is okay. And I think part of the reason um, I didn't like it as much as like a White Men Can't Jump or uh, a Bull Durham, which is another one that Ron Shelton did. Legend of Bagger Vance. Sure. Uh, <laughs> um, I I don't connect with it as much because I don't really care about golf, and I don't think golf is necessarily as exciting a sport to play out in a movie that has the tone that this does because it works in something like Happy Gilmore um, because there's like a, an absurd level of comedy that comes along with it. But here, everything's pretty low key, you know. And I, the drama to me was just harder to connect to on a sports level. It, it wasn't as, as fun or enjoyable. Sure. Uh, Kevin Costner's solid in this though. I actually oh, I enjoyed him more than I thought I would because he play, does a pretty good job of playing this kind of just like laid back, a little bit of like a, a, a aloof, you know, whatever kind of guy. Uh, and the dynamic between him and Rene Russo was was enjoyable. Um, but yeah, it was solid. Didn't you know? Don, didn't Don Johnson plays didn't love good, it. He plays a good jerk. Oh yeah, he, he plays know? a good asshole for sure. You know, and if you've seen Knives Out, you you know that. Yeah. Um, if you've seen Nash Bridges, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen Nash Bridges, you fuck yourself. My grandma used to watch Nash Bridges uh, <laughs> when I was younger, so I've seen more Nash Bridges episodes than I would like to. <laughs> you loved every one of them. Oh yeah, I love me some Nash Bridges. Nash Bridges, CBS. CBS. <laughs> Coming at you. 8 o'clock, Monday. Uh, yeah, good for you, buddy. Yeah, th- so thanks. It was, it was, it no, was, I'm glad you watched it. It was, it was fun. Uh, Nate, how about you, bud? Uh, so I saw a few movies this week. I went to the theater with my buddy uh, Brad and Drew. Oh, and yeah, I forgot we about this. saw yeah. Theater Camp. Wow. Uh, I'd already seen it, so it wasn't Yeah, he'd already out, seen though. it. We were the only three in the theater, uh, so it's it's making it's a lot of money It's going to go well. Right um I loved this film. I, my, I've shared this before on the podcast. My son Finn, who has been a guest on the podcast, is a big theater nerd. He loves he's in productions, and so you know the the world. Obviously, this is a more satirized kind of version of that, but it's 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 so well done. I am not a huge Ben Platt fan, um, but I, I thought he was good in this. Uh, he just kind of annoys me for some reason. He is annoying. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, but uh, the cast is great. The The plot, uh, you know, you could start picking up where it's going pretty early. It's, oh, yeah. They're not trying to make a mystery of the plot or anything like this. Um, what I loved about it, Brad, though, is... The freaking kid actors Seriously. were so freaking talented. I love the kids in this movie, and they 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 played the roles well. And and I don't know if this is true or not. I'm sure the main kid actors were you know auditioned and everything, but I've heard a lot of the background kid actors um, were just from that camp that they did this at. Like yeah. they were in that area of America, and they just kind of you know they didn't have a huge budget or anything, so they yeah. were just kind of wanting to get those there. But I love this film. If you have a chance to see it, see it. Even if you're not into theater, you're gonna you're gonna find it very funny. Um, uh, Jimmy Tatro is just 
brilliant in yeah. this. He's just so freaking funny. There is a scene there that I laughed so hard on uh, when uh, <laughs> they're doing auditions. And uh, Jimmy Tacho plays the son of the founder of the camp that was not in, he was not a theater kid. So he doesn't get the whole world, though he's he, been around the camp his whole life. He's like an entrepreneurial douche bro, basically. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and he wants and, to. And he wants to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Very well cast, then, because obviously oh, yeah. he can. Play oh, he, he is well. the biggest douche in the world, yeah. right? Um, but there's this scene there in auditions, and and the way he engages those auditions just cracks me up. It's just so funny. Yeah. Um, again, I don't know. It probably isn't going to be in the theaters real long. It'll find a. I don't know. Do you know who got it's, who it's a, it? So it's a Searchlight movie. So it'll probably end up on Hulu some sometime yeah. later this year. So. If you can see it in the theater, go see it in the theater because we want to support uh, comedies, you know, like yeah. this. Um, it's very, very, very funny. You won't regret seeing it in the theater, but also if you don't have time and you can't see it when it comes out on Hulu or whatever, because it is so funny. Um, I also started rewatching my with my daughter the Scream series. Nice. Um, I got the, through the first two. Um, and they're very good. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I how far, how far into my? Shut up, Mike. He just said he got through the first two. Hey, Mike, let me ask you. Oh, did he say that? No, I was going to ask personally, like, I know you've gone with your daughter to the first two. How far have you gone with them, though? I have not seen the last, like, three. So as... Nate Nate does not watch... And that's that's what my follow-up question was. As as a person that, as a friend of the pod, know that you don't love horror. Yeah. How do you feel about watching these movies? These, these... I don't like gore horror. Right, I, I don't gore. like gore. Oh, <laughs> God, man. you know what? I'm just gonna be quiet. I, I, I don't. Th- there's a certain type of horror that seems to be popular in the last ten to fifteen. Yeah, years yeah I think you guys talked that about. I'm not a torture. huge fan of. Yeah. This has enough comedy in it that I tend to like these. Okay, they also have characters that I find compelling enough. Um, you know, I, I don't know how it evolves because I haven't sure. seen the last three three films or so, so I don't know if it's the same formula. It's all torture porn now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will say, uh, in, in the Scream franchise... Uh, it is about as horror as I want to go, but okay. I'm okay with it. Well, right. for now, because October, we're going to change that. No, in, boy. in all uh, slasher films, right, there's a specific way that the killer comes at you, right? Freddy's got his glove, and yep. he, he makes a swipe. Jason, obviously, was a machete. The, Michael Myers throws printers. <laughs> 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 Easy safari. So... You can't deny that there is there is a, a very specific way that the scream killer Ghostface yep. slashes his knife. It's a very haphazard mm-hmm. movement, and every, the first time I saw it, it was scary. And now now it's kind of a trope, right? And he's he really takes some, or he or she, depending on the, who the killer is, very big loopy swings, and it's all it's very silly looking. If you take it out of context, it's like this person has never stabbed a person. Never. Well, I also love that whenever he runs at somebody, he keeps the knife up. <laughs> <laughs> it's so silly on paper, but it works, right? Yeah. It, these are very fun, and they be so Nate. This is Scooby Dooish. This is not spoiler alert or anything, but it becomes to me. The first two obviously are they are whodunits, yeah, right? Yeah. But it becomes very much more. They lean into that a lot, where yeah. it's like who it could be anybody. And yep. I, lo- Bailey, and I love that. Yeah, because you, yeah. you you you've got you've got the deck of cards. Yep. Which one we, is the one? We right? now wait. Honestly, I, I I don't I don't love the fact that that we don't see these in the theater, but we like watching them at home because we can pause it and talk about who we think it is at yeah. any given moment. Yeah. And I know that's not great for we want. Yeah, and the directors and the writers are giving you these clues because they yeah. want you to maybe go this way. But and is we it? will yeah. every time there's a new development, we'll pause. So the Scream takes us two and a half hours to watch. 
So we'll pause and be like, all right, who do you think it is now? And then it's it's so much fun. You know it sounds I, awful. Do you know who I really? love? You don't like that idea? <laughs> no, I mean, only because like I would just want to like watch it and just let it go and like not have like an in-depth conversation about it. He doesn't want to pause. Yeah. So, so I got a question. So like, you don't the, like fun? The, hey, Mike, go ahead. Not all no, the no, time. The first, this first screen was what? 90, what? 96. 96. I don't so, know, but I just remember watching it for the first time when I was like 15 and having a crush on, you know, like Drew Barrymore. Yeah. David Arquette. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was David Arquette. Yeah. Fair. So having revisited a movie from 96 with your daughter, how does your how does your daughter interpret oh, what nineteen ninety six was? So it was so funny because she's like, "Who's that actress?" I said, "It's Courtney Cox." She, I said, "I've seen her in something." I said, "Yeah, you saw her in Friends." She said, "Oh, is this what got her friends?" I said, "No, she was on Friends before this." That's what I said. Uh, it was actually a big deal to get her in this franchise because she was actually an her and Drew Barrymore were Very actually the most yeah. expensive actors in here. They were the really only two. Substantially, you know. actually, well, Drew Barrymore at the time. Drew Barrymore at the time was not. I don't think. I read that I think, she was the mo- one of the most expensive to get in there, though. Really? Yeah. 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 So b- back then she was bankable enough where it was like this. And that's this why is a no-no it wasn't franchise. far after Ever After. And, and that's and that's why it was such a big deal that they killed her off in the very beginning. Whoa! Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> I'm, I thought Ever After came after Scream. Mm, Ever After is ninety seven. Yeah. Scream was ninety six. Yeah. But I will say, I, well, she I, was still she, she might have been in, enough. Uh, she might have still been in that phase when she was like, kind of just like a babe. Basically, well, she I'm, was I'm, in ET. I'm telling you right now that I, I remember this, and it was basically back in the day. It was such a big deal because this was a no nothing franchise that had no kind of right to be uh, well, but as I, big as it was, and it was like she was in all the marketing. Well, that's the thing is, uh, for me, my memory of it was is it was interesting because they put her in all the marketing. It was interesting because it was a subversive role for her to do around this time because everyone knew Drew Barrymore, you know, from before. They knew she had trouble when she was a kid, but now this was like a like kind of like the a comeback. big screen comeback for her, and they kill her off in the first five minutes. You right, know? which again, that was whoever's yeah. decision to do. I mean, I don't know. Oh, you know, brilliant, gorgeous decision marketing wise, like perfect. So yeah. Uh, she was before the gorgeous decision. <laughs> <laughs> gorgeous, honey. This is the one you don't make fun of me for. Even I'm going like, what the fuck was that? Gorgeous decision. See, if I... I'm loving Drew Barrymore in this about face. Every now and then, if I just let it go, I know he'll just God ruin himself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna be quiet. So uh, in '94, she was in a film uh, called Bad Girls with Madeline Stowe, Mary so, Stewart, Annette Masterson, Andy McDowell. Western. Um, yep. Uh, and then in 95, she was in Boys on the Side, which okay. was a big deal. Yeah. Whoopi Goldberg, Drew Barrymore, and Mary Louise Parker. Then she was in Batman and Robin. Then Batman Forever. Batman Forever. But she so. only has a small part in that, though. Yeah, as Batman. <laughs> as, as Sugar. <laughs> and then she did a film, uh, which was a Woody Allen film, Everyone Says I Love You. So she was and a working actress, though. Yeah, and those screen. are all like within two years that she. It's did not those. like she was like an unknown. No, no, anymore. she was, she certainly wasn't an unknown, but she wasn't like doing what I mean, what she, she was in fire like she wasn't doing Never Been Kissed yet or anything like that. It is interesting know? though. It so after this though, Scream comes out in '96. Starting in '97 and '98, she's got the Wedding Singer, Ever After, Home Fries, no, Never Sc- Been yeah, Kissed. Scream was huge for yeah, her. Yeah, Charlie's Angels, Donnie Darko. Like she gets, she goes kind of on a huge run there. Yeah, you yeah. know, right. Interesting. Uh, so you're, you've watched the first two so far. Some would yeah. say they were you know screaming her name. I loved like, in the oh. first film, though, and I, I, I loved it the first time I saw it, but I really still love it, is Matthew Lillard in the first film. Oh, yeah. Oh, so my good. God. I'm bleeding 
in here, yeah. man. I'm feeling kind of woozy. Yeah. Kind of woozy. You went really deep. Like, in here, man. My oh mom's going to be so mad. Yeah. I'm going to be Scooby Doo someday. Not Scooby Doo. No, but shaggy. Shaggy. Yeah. shaggy Doo. You know, it's Shaggy Doo. <laughs> and Matthew Lillard as Shaggy Doo. <laughs> Uh, why haven't they done a, a Scooby Doo movie where Shaggy turns into a dog? The Shaggy Dog? The Shaggy Doog. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's about all the time we have for the show. It doesn't um, get any better from here, guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're all downhill. I'm interested to hear what you think of Scream Three because uh, it's definitely uh, terrible. The, the redhead stepchild. I, it's not. I like. Brad, I, you Brad likes it. I'm, I'm a defender. I like Scream Three. I think it's definitely really? campier and sillier, I, but I enjoy it. I, I'm in for it as well. Do you, okay. really, do you guys really like that? Yeah, I genuinely Honestly, like Scream I'm a Three. Defender. I I love the idea. Like they take. I love the idea. Three, but the bangs just. I'm sorry. Oh, They're so awful. so so because of her hair, you're just yes. done with the movie. I am, you know, Nev Campbell. No, I'm married no. to a hairstylist, so I have to be. <laughs> That's fair. That's I fair. have to be cognizant of all the hairstyles. <laughs> yeah, I'll be interested. So, so have you not seen anything past Scream Three? I mean, I saw Scream Three probably in 2000 when it came out. Yeah. I don't, I don't honestly remember Scream Three. But you never so. saw Scream Four. Is Scream Four? So where are we at right now? How many are we? Scream in? Six just came out not too long. Okay, ago. yeah. So I've not seen six. Six, five, five or four. Or four yeah. yeah. Okay. I have not. I am excited six. for you because honestly, these are fun movies. Yeah. yeah. Four, I wish I could go and four watch is them cool again. because four it, uh, super meta. It can't and it came around a time too when like it the legacy goals weren't quite as popular as they eventually would become. Uh, but it is definitely a legacy. It's goal so because, funny too because they 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 didn't know kind of what they had. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, for sure. Four I thought was great. It's I, awesome. Four, four was not super well received at the time. It should have been. It, it has since yes. become a, again, like a, a favorite. M- much like something along the lines of Last Action Hero, just kind of ahead of its time. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Or the next thing I want to talk about, I, I kind of only want to talk to Brad and Mike about. Um, no, oh, I, <laughs> if this is a Christmas TV show, I'm going to fucking stab you. So there's a show on Peacock called Twisted Metal, and oh, no. I watched the whole I ho- You watched watch the whole thing? You watched it all? Uh, with my son. I kind of want to watch it. I want to watch it. I haven't watched it yet, but I want to watch it. I heard it's good. A couple, no, give, give, a couple it, people, give it two episodes. A couple people I trust have said that. It's, <laughs> and Nate, you're not one of them. That, is, that, no, it's, no. that it's just silly fun. It, it is. But, but actually. Actually, What's I, wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with it, but that, I, I I didn't think it looked very good based on the trailer. Yeah, no, nobody. It did. was better than the trailer said. Okay. Um, and honestly, it takes a second for me to get used to Anthony Mackie and the role that he's in. Yeah. But then you do, and you settle in. Um, uh, Stephanie uh, Beatriz. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's oh my god, Brooklyn Nine Nine, Brooklyn Nine Nine, yeah, she's amazing. She's fantastic. Well, it, uh, Will Arnett is voices um, uh, Sweet Tooth in there, and oh, there's the some clown. really, there? really funny scenes there. Have you? So he voices the clown. Mike, yeah. have, it, did you ever play Twisted Metal when you were? Oh a kid? yeah, yeah. For I, sure. I loved that game. Yeah. No, you, it's actually. I I, re- I don't see. That's the thing is, I know nothing about oh, the game. The really? game was so fun. You really don't need to. It's on. It's, it's it was a multiplayer like vehicle destroy kind of game. It, was, it, it, it didn't it have a, a rich story. To yeah, it but, but no, no, no. It, it would have helped the first episode, I think, because they they kind of just dive into sure. it a little bit. It, it, um, in the game, I do remember it was kind of a uh, demolition derby style arena. Yeah, and you had your weapons, and you could, yeah. and you, it was last man standing basically. Yeah, I hope. I honestly hope they do a second. Uh, how many episodes the first it's season? It's 10. 27. Okay. It's 10. And a half hour length? Yeah, I think roughly. Okay. Um, I might give it a shot. I, it, it honestly. I heard it, the soundtrack is very good. Yeah. Give it, you do need to give it like you two or those, three episodes though, and you'll 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 then kind of rest into it, and it is it, it gets you, fun. You love it's those fun. needle drops, Brad. I do love me some needle drops. So. Uh, Nev Campbell's in it though. That's why. Is she really? Yeah. Yeah. Does she have bangs? 
So you went from no. Scream Nev Campbell to yeah. uh, Twisted Metal Nev Campbell. Yeah. Nice. No, I really, I really want to watch and then, it. Uh, and you should watch Wild Things. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then finally, I watched a film. Hold on a second. Gross. I can't win tonight, man. I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I, I'm going to take a couple more plays off. I watched a film uh, last night called Arrival uh, that was You've assigned. Never... I've never seen Arrival. No, it was assigned know, by right? my buddy Brad. What? And uh, it stars Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner and Forrest Whitaker. Wouldn't it be funny if Ben was excited about the Charlie Sheen movie, The Arrival? <laughs> <laughs> so this here. Did you ever watch the sequel to that? No. God, no. Okay. So this is a f- <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. The, the Arrival 2, They're Here Again. <laughs> so this is a, a film that is about aliens and linguistics and... <laughs> You're not wrong. That's not a joke. I, I, know, like, yeah. I know, but just it, the, way, the way that that is presented to me it is, is it, It's all it about is, like yeah. linguistics and all these things. That's why I loved it. It was, it was very... I told you you would love it. Uh, philosophical. Um, so it presents this dilemma. So Amy Adams plays this uh, linguist that is trying to... Um, we've been, uh, the Earth has been visited by 12 different spaceships, and these aliens are trying to essentially communicate but we don't know the language. And so this linguist is trying to figure out what the language is. Um, and, and so that's kind of a, a, a fun element to see how a linguist, because it's actually very accurate what a linguist would do to try I lo- to I out. love the breakdown when like she has to explain to like the military people, be like, here's why we have to do this. Yep. Because like you, you to understand this, you have to understand yep. this. And if you yeah. want to understand this. Because then... language is very hard, yeah. right? We don't, we don't think it is because it just becomes so natural to us, but language sure. is very hard. Um, but th- there's, there's an element about like, you know, it's not really multiverse, but you know, in the kind of lexicon of a, a film right now, multiverse is a, a pretty predominant conversation because of the comic book films and everything about the future. What do you know? Um, and so this this film kind of has about if you knew the future about something, would you go along with it or not? Um, or at least it kind of presented that idea with me. If you knew that there was pain in your future, but you know that that's the future that would maybe even give you something that you still want deeply but at the end of that is pain would you still do it so it's like when you leave the ice cream sandwich in your car mm. and it and it's way too hot to eat but then you do it it's worth it but even though you're in the bathroom for like a long time it's exactly like that yeah right. and so i love films that make me think i'm um, no longer gonna be quiet <laughs> nailed it <laughs> I love films that make that me Bell. think about kind of philosophical <laughs> dilemmas about Choco, Choco what, what you would do with things. Um, and so I love this film. I, I really did. It was really well done. Um, it's really well shot. It's beautiful. Um, yeah. The score it's, it's, not, it's not overly complicated, though. I mean, obviously, yeah. there's some cool kind of... I even like how they did the aliens in here, but because mm-hmm. um, uh, it's not the typical kind of, you know, um, how we think of aliens with, you know oblong heads and you know things like this it was a uh, it was like almost hands um yeah and so uh i really love this film and i'm really glad i watched it yeah so this is uh it's directed by denny villeneuve uh who also did dune um and blade runner this is better than dune. oh i this this is his, my favorite movie of his by by far i um this was one of those movies where uh i i, I was interested in it i thought it was going to be good i was not expecting to be so blown away by how much i got caught out like even when i watch it i've seen it several times uh, since watching it. it was one of my favorite movies uh, in the year that it came out um, I I still get caught up in the emotion of it when uh, it gets towards the end and she starts figuring things out and just the way everything unfolds like no matter what it always like 
just grabs me and like just the thinking about like that experience and how overwhelming it must be to like absorb what she has to and just like think about things in like that kind of way it's just it's done so well and the music that goes along with it it's like it's this beautiful score and it like just makes the emotions swell i can't place the year was it like 2014 no this is like 2016 i think gotcha maybe it's maybe, 2016 yeah yep uh no no i remember um falling for the the idea that in the trailer they had like a you know they they showed like kind of the shadowy monster mm-hmm. and i was like oh cool monster movie and then of course you go into it and you, you sit there and it's a completely different movie but not in the in a bad way, right? yeah. Like this is that's why it was funny when Nate told me he's like, he's like I don't I can't do space movies, and I was like, don't don't worry, don't about worry about it. it. Yeah, <laughs> right. It, and and that's probably why it, it it probably struggled a bit at the box office. Did it do well? I think it did pretty well. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's uh, it, it wasn't like a huge budget movie or anything. Like that. It, it got nominated for uh, I think for best picture. The it, it got some Oscar it's, nominations. Well, and think. also uh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, right? the cinematography alone and and the set dressing and everything it was it was wonderful. But Amy Adams is is just perfect in the role. Yeah, yeah it got right. nominated. Uh, so it won, uh, oh, best BAFTA. best sound editing. Oh. Um, but it that was nominated for best picture, best director, best adapted screenplay, yeah. best cinematography, best film editing, best production design. You know, you, you you could be up for best sound editing. Buddy. I, I will, you, you did a great you. job. Thank you. I the will say this twos. about it. Granted that I've seen it obviously a couple times before, but like. I'd catch it like on FX, mm-hmm. and so like uh, random Saturday, uh, I just happen to flip through the channels, and I'm like, oh hey, Arrival's on, and I'll turn it on, and it's amazing that granted you have to have seen it before, but like I'm halfway through it, and it still captivates me. Yeah, and like you said, even though that I may have missed the first you know half an hour, forty five minutes, I still recall what it was, and I'm still emotionally attached to it by the end. Yeah. Especially you know, like you said, as soon as everything becomes more relevant to Amy Adams' character and everything just kind of unfolds, even though I missed the first half, it still captivates you. Yeah, it was okay. So that's it. <laughs> Shut that's up, that's what I watched this week. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I watched a couple movies. What'd you watch? Uh, what, hey, what didn't you watch? Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> what, didn't, what didn't you watch, Ben? I didn't watch a two-hour and thirty-seven. Uh, minute movie that was given to me on Saturday night. It was not Nate. given to you Saturday night. It was pretty late, buddy. Was it? Yeah. But but we were recording this Wednesday. That was the thing. Is yeah. there was plenty of time in between. No, at that point there was plenty of time. No, we were we. I was in Boston this weekend visiting my. You're like I have, no. You literally family. said I've got plenty of time. He made choices. He did. We got delayed by weather, and I had to come out. Well, late what did you do when you were delayed by weather? You didn't watch a movie. I, I was uh, still with Garen, family. Guarantee you that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to watch Cold Mountain with a 10 year old and a 12 year old. Hey, Why not? Idiots. Get, I watched Last of the Mohicans when I was in middle school. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no. Uh, so, so I'm in Boston uh, visiting family, and I basically, uh, before we left, I did watch uh, Joyride. The uh, Paul, Paul Walker. Walker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, of course, the truth. Hold on. Easy joke. You were with family, and you couldn't watch Cold Mountain with them, but you watched this raunchy comedy? I don't know if you just heard the words that I said. I said, before we left, I watched Joyride. Before you left Boston? No, before I left for Boston. Okay, well, they used the words. <laughs> <laughs> Joyride. I watched Joyride. Right. And it was fan-fucking-tastic. I watched Joyride, too, now I think about it's, it. Did you really? I did. It's what? fantastic. I did. That's a random, like, recently? 
Yeah, because it's it's like out. You can no, right he, now. He, like you. Sorry. Can, to be it, clear, we're not talking about the Paul Walker movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, no. No. <laughs> There's a new movie called it's, Joyride. It, it's a uh, uh, Asian women on a on a trip. Uh, uh, well, that is not Paul Walker. It, at yeah. All. No, it's it's not. <laughs> no, it's like a raunchy comedy. Yeah. yeah it, it's, it's like it's like a, The Hangover uh, or Bridesmaids. Yeah. A, a bit. Um, or Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you right now. Um, I was not expecting to ball my eyes out. And I cried so I told, when I when I brought it up, I, t- I told you it has a great emotional core. I cried, and I mean, like, kind of ugly cry. Like, honestly, I was like, <laughs> this is so. I've always said that you have an Asian girl inside you. And- <laughs> oh wow! Oh, I don't want to even touch that with a ten foot pole. Uh, no, this movie. Shut up! Turn off the podcast. Go watch it. it it's so good. Did it's you, so good. Did you feel the same way when Jude Law died in Cold Mountain? Jesus! Oh, I didn't, haven't seen it Spoiler yet. Spoiler alert! So he doesn't really, but <laughs> well, now you still spoiled it for him, though. <laughs> or did he? This is going to be the worst watch of my entire life. Um, no, so Joyride. It's the story of uh, a, a very uh, proficient adopted uh, uh, Asian uh, woman, and then she meets her best friend uh, when she's like four years old, uh, a- and they they grow up together. One of them has the other one's back. One of them is kind of a fuck about. The other one is like an honor student. And she becomes a a very powerful business person but that, who has to close a deal, but she doesn't speak Mandarin. And so her friend does. And so they go on this, this road trip <clears throat> to China to literally uh, close this deal. What I love about this film is that typically in those, in those films, right, the fuck up, derails the situation and makes it bad and it's all about like you've always been a fuck up and blah, 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 blah. they didn't do that this time the 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 protagonist of the film uh is the one that kind of makes the mistake and so it's not what you expect it to be yeah and i love that about this because it turns it turns a lot of the the tropes on, on their heads and then of course i won't even mention the emotional core that goes into it but holy shit because it's raunchy as hell and it's so fun but then they get to a certain point in the film where it kind of calms down and, and there's some real emotion there. And I don't joke, I cried my eyes out. It was it was so good because, you know, when you're watching a comedy and you're laughing so hard and you're already, that, that makes you like emotionally vulnerable one way. And then when they kind of pull the curtain back on the, you're kind of ready for that, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it just kind of primes you to feel emotion. It's just so well done. I, I'm so impressed by this film. Yeah, it's very, very good. You should definitely go out of your way to see it if you haven't. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, so then in Boston, uh, over the course of three nights after everybody went to bed, uh, I watched Rush Hour. Nice. On Netflix. I haven't seen it in a long time. You watched it's a famous, Rush Hour over it, cold freaking mountain? Well, Rush Hour is a famous Boston movie. So, As you know. Yeah. <laughs> it goes, Goodwill Hunting, the town, <laughs> Rush Hour. Rush Hour. <laughs> Jackie Chan. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, I just hadn't seen it in a while, and it's an easy I, thing to throw on I, when you're... I, how, how does it age? I, guess Actually, I haven't seen it probably not, since it came not out. Not terribly. Yeah. It doesn't age terribly. There are, of course, a few problematic things with Chris Tucker, what he says about Asian culture and Asian people, but, um, I mean, it's probably they'd probably still make that movie today, honestly. Yeah, to me, honestly, that's that, this goes back to the whole thing of, like, that's that's Chris Tucker's character. Yeah, you know? it, it, and, and honestly, it is. And, and, and Jackie Chan... Uh, so at least in in this movie, yes, Chris Tucker says some kind of questionable things, but it's always presented that Jackie Chan is the professional, is the is the the good one, is knows what he's doing, yeah. and, and is is the proficient a- action hero. 
Chris Tucker plays the foil, and so he can not the foil, but he, he can uh, uh, say these things because it's not a, nobody takes him seriously. Is it kind of like he's an idiot? But <laughs> kind of like I mean, never mind. I won't make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! You know what, Brad? Leave that in. <laughs> wow! You hear what he said? Uh, he was being pretty rude. I was gonna say it's kind of like bet on check, the podcast. Don't check. Don't I knew check. That's your what phone. He was yeah. Don't check your phone. I had to. Anyway, uh, no, Rush Hour. It, it, for, for the action scenes and things of this nature, it, it holds up for, for, what am I, Schwarzenegger? Things of this nature, it's, it's, it definitely holds up. It's fine. See, he just makes fun of himself. <laughs> <sighs> Rush Hour still holds up. Yes, it's good. Um, I did not watch Cold Mountain. I'm so sorry. Uh, you happy. It's a good film. Hey, Brett Ratner appreciates you. <laughs> I also, God, big fan of Brett Ratner. I, Can we t- just talk trust about me, him? I know. He's so good. Um, I met Brett Ratner. You did, yeah. Was did he, he creepy? Did he have his was hands he just on skeezy? Him? Kind of. Was he kind of skeezy? He just he just has always looked skeezy. Was he sweaty? Oh yeah, uh, always. He's, he's always sweaty because <laughs> of the coke. Yeah. Uh, I also but wa- he had probably like a supermodel with him though, right? Uh, I don't know if he did actually this time. <laughs> this time, yeah. Uh, so I also saw Turtles. Uh, was, I took the girls ten. It's called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Ninja Shit. No, he'll cut this. Uh, he'll cut. Oh no, there's no way this stays in. No, no. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant, mutant mayhem. mayhem. I took a ten-year-old and a twelve-year-old, uh, my nieces, to go see it with. And you Bailey. knew them? <laughs> yeah, I was the same. They're my nieces. I, I knew them. I took a ten-year-old and twelve-year-old <laughs> <laughs> off the street. I was very interested to see what they would think because I don't. I'm not in that world. I have no teenagers in my life, you know. So I, I get there with them, and and I'm like, oh, man, is is she going to be on her phone the whole time? Is she going to be bored? They loved it. They thought it was great. We came back, and uh, Alyssa, my uh, uh, friend, who, who these daughters of, uh, said, like, hey, out of 10, what do you think? And both of them, like, simultaneous eight, like, <laughs> they loved it. So, And I was very impressed, obviously. Seth Rogen knows what he's doing uh, with, with writing comedy, obviously. But th- the fact that they voiced them with teenagers was mm-hmm. great. Where, uh, would, where would you rank this as far as... Uh... It's, for me, it's the best one other than the original, and I think that as a whole, it's better. It's a better original. movie than it the original. Is. They haven't seen the original in a long time. I just recently rewatched the original, and I, I have an affinity for it. It's, not, not just it's nostalgia. Good, it's still a very good movie. It's good, but, but this one is great. Yeah, it know? really is fantastic. So where would um, you put it, Ben? This is this is the best turtles film that there has been for sure. Have you seen three though? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean it was just man, I'm just so impressed by the the. So, Spider Verse comes out and you're like, oh cool, there's a stylized version of animation, yeah, right? Yeah. And then it's a like, whole different creative. What, world. what do you what do you do now? Like, oh, man, that, it sucks kind of because because nobody else can do that anymore because like that style has been. T- but no, there's this other style of kind of like unfinished animation that still looks amazing. And it just—it's so good. I just can't get over how how well it fit the 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 modality of the movie, right? It only it, cost seven million dollars. It was seven million dollars, not seventy for sure. No, I really really enjoyed it, and um, yeah, I, I'm very interested to see the sequel. Credit where credit due is is due to uh, Spider Verse. Obviously, it was like a big step forward as far as like sure. innovation and doing doing stuff that looked unique. Um, but in between there, we've also gotten Mitchell's versus the Machines. Uh, which is directed by the same person. Jeff Rowe uh, was the co-director on the first one with Michael Rianda, and he uh, this was his first solo directing outing. He does have a co-director, but they they still call this his like it's still his first solo director because he has the the primary director credit. Uh, Jeff Rowe does, and I actually got to interview him uh, for like a solid twenty five minutes. I, got, I was able to talk to him and just like ask spoiler questions and really dig into the movie. 
Um, and so, yeah, credit for Mitchell's versus the Machines. Uh, even a movie like Puss in Boots, uh, like yeah. the first Puss in Boots didn't have a super stylized animation. It was still kind of in line with the Shrek movies where Puss in Boots started. But the most recent one, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, the animation style in that movie is beautiful. And it has like a similar uh, paint paintbrush stroke, like, uh, you know, different art style to it that really makes it stand out. And this one, they really tried to do something that feels like a, a high school kid's sketchbook, which fits with the vibe of the Turtles, you know, perfectly. Yeah. Say Puss in Boots again. Puss in Boots. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I agree wholeheartedly. It was great. I, I love to see all this different style of animation com- coming about. It, it's fantastic. Uh, go out of your way to see Turtles. It, it's it's well worth your time. It's a breeze. It doesn't feel long it's at all. It's only an hour and a half. Yeah, and it, it flies by, but in the best way, yeah. right? Um, and look I, at my interview on Slashfilm. Yeah, Slashfilm.com for uh, Ethan underscore Anderton. Jeff Rowe. We did it. So that's a nickname, right? So what? Do, what do you, what's his last name? <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> uh, so no, uh, that was a fa- fantastic, and I, 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 I didn't, I didn't watch Cold Mountain, and I, you know what? At this point, not sure that I will, because he spoiled it. He didn't though. Yeah, but he there's didn't. so many good things in that movie. Cold Mountain. It's got a great, great soundtrack, great cast. Jack, I, I was Jack uh, White's in it. I told, mm-hmm. uh, I told Bailey, oh, I've got to watch uh, Cold Mountain on the on the plane on the ride home, and she goes, but there's a really big like bordello sex scene. Like, why would they give that to you? On the plane to watch. I guarantee you that that's not true because you would have watched it anyway on the plane and been really awkward about it. You're not wrong. So we we, we, we leaned over to the person next to me and be like, hey, you see this? <laughs> <laughs> you want to know this? I can share. I can share. Hey, 10-year-old that I definitely didn't bring to this movie. So we, we talked about this before know, the oh. podcast, Nate. Uh, you weren't at our table at B-Dubs, but I'll ask you. Uh, have you... Watched a movie unknowingly in public uh, that maybe you kind of regretted, like uh, a certain scene, and you're like embarrassed of watching. I, w- I watched uh, uh, Wedding Crashers on a plane, right? And so there's a scene oh. where there's a laptop, of, and I slapped the laptop down, like, "Oh God, I forgot about that scene." No, I, I don't. I don't think I have. That I think about it because I, I would. Then? <laughs> I would probably like put that through. Like, a, a is there anything in here that's gonna not work? publicly i don't travel a lot like you guys do though i don't fly on planes a lot i mean i haven't flown on a plane in years there was that time you showed boogie nights to your congregation yeah though. but that was that was like an agreed upon like mini- <laughs> mini- ministry night like <laughs> i don't know why that that's was, so funny that was boogie night tuesday so like, <laughs> they knew what they were getting into yeah, they, doesn't they showed I, up i will not apologize for that one <laughs> hey buddy you know what let's get on a plane let's go somewhere okay all right i love it <laughs> And let's watch Boogie Nights <laughs> on, the <plane. laughs> on, the plane. on the plane. We'll all three sit in the same row and we'll all watch Boogie Nights. <laughs> and, it's just, and like no headphones. Yeah. Full volume. But also we'll start it at different points. So, every, <laughs> so everyone has to hear the sex scenes like three different times. There's a, yeah. just you, And you see Mark Wahlberg's prosthetic penis three times uh-huh. for sure. Yeah, I yeah. Love, no, guys, it's great. Let's do this. <laughs> I love it. Uh, wow. That's a lot of movies. We, uh, we, you know, we, we like movies here. Uh, seriously. Uh, we, we love watching about, movies. Do we have time for anything else? Okay. So I want to have, for just, just maybe five minutes, um, I want to have a conversation because we haven't had that in a while. You want to talk about Jesus? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going when you die, Mike? No. Look at that. Well, I didn't see um, you. I didn't know that you came to Boogie Night Tuesdays, so. <laughs> so you guys. Uh, It'd be funny our, if Nate hosted Boogie Night Tuesdays and he's like, that was a test. Everyone's here. You're going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> you thought, but since you're here, that's <laughs> you thought that you were going to see Heather Graham in roller skates, and here, here's what I'll tell you: what you won't see, 
the pearly gates. <laughs> so I want to talk about AI because we're in this. Obviously, the actors are um, the actors are striking. The writers are striking right now, and it, a lot of it has to do with artificial intelligence. The visual effects workers are unionizing as well. Are they? In case you didn't hear this, yeah. So. You guys were talking in our chat thread uh, about AI, and Ben, you you had said something essentially like, um, I, I can't remember what, but it was like it, it's almost an inevitability, right? It's happening, and I, and I wanted to talk a little bit about like, what do you guys think then, as as the unions are trying to protect these workers, um, and AI is starting to replace not just obviously in the entertainment industry but in so many other industries. Brad, you are a writer; it is impacting a lot of writing kind of stuff. What, what do you think is a sensible relationship with AI in the film industry? Is there a sensible relationship with AI in the film industry? No, yeah, I think that there's definitely value to be found in using it as a tool, but like using it to think that like you're going to get. Uh, you know, cheaper labor and like replace you know the human factor because you don't want to pay writers uh, as much is just corporate greed bullshit. You know, it's it's the same thing of like uh, the everyone who's already rich is trying to cut corners to make themselves richer. You know, uh, and of course, you know it's it's a business. Obviously, you know it's, it's show business and that kind of and so I, things have to make money. But the people who make the things that make money deserve to get paid for them. And uh, I think AI can be used in a in a way to to help in certain aspects, you know, of, of, of writing and things like that. Um, but at the end of the day, I still think you need uh, a human touch to do things because no matter I, no matter how good AI gets, and there are things that I have seen more recently that scare me more than other AI stuff has. I think that there are things that only humans can deliver that AI really will never be able to, even if it's sophisticated enough to trick you into thinking that it can do certain things very well. Because at the end of the day, no matter what, it's always going to rely on something else already existing in order to make, make you think that it's clever. And... I I just for for me like there's just the, 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 you're never gonna have a computer I, I I mean at least I hope anyway <laughs> uh, that that can really truly replicate like what human writers can can do and like especially when it comes to picking doing writing things that like resonate with you emotionally and like you know pull at heartstrings and like and touch you in ways you know so then should though can the writer or can the studios so if we say that then. Auto, like we can then they can use AI because naturally the studios that still use the human writers are going to have better products anyway, right? I mean, sure, you would you would think so, but also there are plenty of like you can also see there's plenty of bad movies that get made no matter what. So no, like even when it, when humans are making movies, you can still make bad movies. It's still going to come what. Down it's still going to come down to one. <laughs> a series of choices that are made and who makes them. And like you still have the same executives in charge figuring out what movies are going to be made and what constitutes a good movie in their eyes or what deserves the money to actually end up in front of cameras and end up in theaters or on streaming. At a, at a certain like point, though, does, does does AI factor into that aspect of it as well? Because Well, no, because executives aren't going to give up their jobs. Well, well you say that, but, but <laughs> studio heads... Aren't going to give up their jobs. That's what that's what it said. The executives. No, but the executives below the studio heads. Like I'm talking about, like the president of the company. Like, well, the studio heads are the executives. There but. are, you know, 
but everybody's job is there's certainly executives under the studio head right oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's what i mean like those those high level low c-level executives that are they're the ones like well you know what on the last picture i'm pretty sure that it did this amount of money and it's because of this but you've got ai now that has all of the world's information that knows why exactly that happened that can fill that role even so they're out of a job supposedly i mean i don't think it's a guaranteed thing yeah um and plus the ai will still make mistakes and there are things that like it won't necessarily be able to judge as far as like quality, you know, concerns and things like that. I, I think that you guys are 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 wrong. I think that this is, it's this it, is what I expected. It is I so, know you are kind of a little so, bit. Well, no, it, and I, I want to be very clear here. Yeah. Not, a, not a fan. You're standing with the like, unions, right? I mean, yeah, like, I don't <laughs> want this, but I think that holy shit, it's guys, it's coming to an end. Like the 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 uh, the the, the terminator is taking it's, over it, this is real uh, well but no but that's the whole point it's though crazy that, but that's why the the strike is happening because i get it no because, i get it because so that regulations are in place so that they studios can't just use ai to like blanket replace and I, do and all I the hope, writing i hope that becomes a permanent thing yeah that being said the technology does exist and 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 in 10 years we'll be able to write a better rom-com than seth rogan it it just will because it's got billions and trillions of iterations of, and you're right, existing content, and then it makes new content, but then that content's good enough that then the AI can just build on that. It doesn't have to have a... It just takes when Harry Met Sally and makes it better and and different enough because they've done a trillion iterations and, and find out what audience is like. And we're in this stupid generation of like, People that are blaming MTV for no longer playing music videos, but it's not MTV's fault. It's MTV started doing reality programming, and it went crazy because people love that. So, are you blaming so, the studio for no longer producing these movies? So, so you're going, you're going where I I was going in my head, as I think that it's gonna, in an unfortunate way, have to find a way to coexist. So, meaning that AI is gonna have to coexist with the writers, and uh, this. Uh, honestly, is based off of something stupid. Uh, but having worked at Family Video, uh, I've watched people write. You're, you're essentially a studio head. Uh, yeah, pretty much. You're a C level executive. I have watched people rent multiple times the stupidest straight to DVD um, Steven Seagal movies. And I mean, well, we, hey, well, d- it, oh, some of us just I say, careful who you're talking. You know, yeah, who you're we're all to. friends with Ben, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and, and nobody's Fair above point. the law. But but I, when I think about that, those are so formulaic. Those are so just dumb. You know, they're just, original. They're, and they're, they're, I mean, they're, they're shit out <laughs> because they know that um, people will rent it, people will see it, people will buy it, people will pay money for it. Yeah, right? Yeah. Now imagine because it's so simple to make. That now you don't need people. You can just use a machine. And the amount of money that you will save and the amount of money that you will make based on that. So I think that still exists. But to Brad's point, I think it can only take you so far. Now you still need original content. And this is where I think it has to coexist. Is Studios will recognize the fact that, okay, AI will take us to a certain point degree will make us so much money but we have to be more than just this formulaic film we have to show that we can be diverse come see our films things like that well now you have to bring in those people i see and that's where i push back and i say unfortunately the even even people that are not you know uh, you know oscar caliber watchers right that you go out of your way to say drive my car Right, because it was an Oscar-nominated film. I think you mean, dude, where's my car? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, these are the people where they're targeting, right? Right. But I love that film. (laughs) You you get to the point where AI 
can and will be able to produce something that is like Goodwill Hunting or like the next Shawshank Redemption or you know uh, Amadeus. Th- th- they will be beautiful masterpieces, right. and we won't we to, won't be able to, to your, tell to the your difference. point. Yeah, I, I I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you. I just don't How think it's there you? yet. It's not. Oh no no. Right. I I, so I, I really think do think so. That, right now, but in the right tw- now, I think to Brad's point though, 2033. It is, it is holy shit. It is getting better and better. I sent these guys a video of like holy. Shit, there was a, a person there talking, and it was all AI generated. And it I, was, I, when you sent me the screenshot, I, I didn't read it. It was it was a, it was a screenshot of a tweet, right? Yep. Or a link to a tweet, and, and there were two photos uh, of a gentleman, and I was like, oh, I wonder who this guy is. Yep. My brain didn't know, and normally Uncanny Valley kicks in, and you know, I had to really stare at it to be like, oh, I guess that is fake. It's and we're in twenty twenty three. In twenty thirty three, again, oh, twenty twenty five. I think I, I well, I'm <laughs> not. Well, now think about twenty ten years from now. In our lifetime, we will be tricked into so many things that are fake and we already are so imagine what it's gonna be like in 10 years unless brad is correct and they go for it and say like listen this will ruin more lives than it will help and it, and, and you're gonna be putting the money in the hands of a few rather than employing nations of people and unfortunately that's not really where our country is going right now and i don't want to get into a political thing here but big business is big business i mean there's a reason that all these major corporations are are investing in this shit they want the cheapest version of, of the most profit. No, Unless and, and something fundamentally changes, what what chance do we it's have? It's going to be really hard because, you know... If, so what if, you're saying is we need to kill the rich. Eat, eat, <laughs> eat, well, eat them. You, you, you eat them first. Sure, what will what become really interesting is, you know, even if, the, uh, even if America has these and they do some regulatory stuff, which, again... We all hope that they do. Yeah, but they typically don't right. for right. the wealthy. But... Um, a studio in China, then, because again, you could create an AI version of something and release it in America, and it's not like, you know, whereas Chinese studios right now will try to make a, a film and they'll put an American or two in the film to try to, you know, get enough, you know, it's usually a, a washed up action star right, or something. Right. Well, they won't have to do that there anymore. You say that you about know? Matt Damon. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Great Wall was perfect. So it, it's just gonna be interesting because you can't. Hold on a second. Uh, I I do want to say the Great Wall is not that kind of movie. Uh, the Great Wall is, it doesn't make Matt Damon Matt Damon a white savior kind of thing. No, right? it doesn't. Yeah, but they they definitely. No, there's a reason he's in that movie, and the movie isn't what it seems like it is. There's of like what the jokes became about yeah, it. Like there's the the movie the movie is better than what the jokes became about the Great Wall, and so I I'll, I won't dive into it because that's a larger conversation. But I'll leave it at that. Also, also Pedro Pascal is in the Great Wall. Pedro Pascal. <laughs> and Willem Dafoe. Um, so but AI I, is going to kill us, and we should all just... It's just really interesting. So I, what, it reminded me of this conversation that I had here in Laporte. There's a, a retired... Um, Robot. He, no, he, he, he was a uh, stuntman uh, in Hollywood, and uh, he's retired now, but he retired... Is that the guy that played Razar? What? Huh? Who do you... My neighbor's uncle used to play Razar. Oh, really? In Teenage Mutant, he's a stunt guy. I was just guessing. So, so, but he talks about how much stunt has changed, right? The 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 stunt person union—I don't even know what that is—has uh, gotten a lot smaller because so much, so many of the stunts now are just CGI, right? And mm-hmm. it's safer. It's mm-hmm. you know you can. There's a good reason to do it. I think there's a safety reason. It's also oftentimes cheaper, right? Not always because you know we they in Oppenheimer, I think famously now they chose to actually like I think blow up something because it was cheaper to actually do it than mm-hmm. the CGI. However, um 
so the industry evolved there, right? The industry evolved, and it cost people jobs. There are sure. fewer stuntmen now working than there was before. Um, the same with set designers, right? There, there's the Brad. What is it called? Where they've got the screen where you can the volume. Yes, that has impacted set designers' oh, that's jobs. Sound. <laughs> and so, the industry has evolved through some of these things and has cost people jobs before. Is AI just the next chapter of that? That's what I'm. I can't get over. Is, I feel is so, that just coming? You know, just like technology evolved for the stuntmen and the set designers, is it just doing it for the writers? Now? So, th- let me uh, answer that uh, question with a question. Do you guys remember uh, the movie Logan? Right. Yeah. With, obviously, they, you know, uh, I love Logan. And, Logan. <laughs> not 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 Logan. Logan. Daniel Craig was great in that movie. Right. They have self-driving trucks, mm-hmm. right? And that's kind of there's a kind of a plot there where they're on the road and they try to run each other up. But in the real world, that's coming. You got yeah. Andrew Yang talked about that a lot. T- Tesla-style trucks that no longer need a driver that can drive 24 hours a day, and they can treat the roads basically like rail. Mm-hmm. So now, our nation's largest industry is trucking. Like it employs the it employs the most people. Uh, when you're talking about UPS, FedEx, all this stuff, plus long haul, if you eliminate that, what do those people do? And and that's coming, much like this is coming. Mm-hmm. And it's then coming also, if they allow it to, but they can. The government can regulate again, it and say can. no. And but, then also, uh, you've got kiosks now and self checkout, and we technology. And again, I use them because I, I hate. <laughs> no, I get it. But but we are we are kind of the problem because I do use self-checkout, right? I, I would like my Amazon package here tomorrow, so I want that self-driving truck. We can't sit here and say, well, for me, as a, 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 I own a seamless gutter company, and, and if there's a, a, a way that somebody can do it cheaper and faster with a machine and it puts me out of business, that's not fair. But I, then I'm going to go to Kroger or Ralph's me, and use the self-checkout let and me put clear. that cashier out of work. I don't. That's not fair. I don't use the self-checkout if I can avoid it, because I don't get paid to do that. <laughs> it's just it's a lot easier though. You got one item. You no, no, that, that's, that's the thing. Is sometimes it is if I only have a couple things. So what, or so what the, you're saying is you only use it when the, it's convenient or the, or the line, for you. Or the line is longer. Well, sounds like we found our but if there's scab. But if there's somebody, <laughs> but if there's somebody who is who is working at as a re, at the register instead, and like and there's kind of one person in line, you will go to the self check. No. I don't know, guys. I just thought it'd be an interesting conversation it to is. keep on because we, we, it's going to evolve. My, I don't see where in it's my going. Opinion, it, it's it's going so tech heavy. Like again, with the trucking and all industries, it's not just this. And if the government does not put things in place because of strikes, we're we're screwed. So support your unions. Support the workers. My God, get out there and if there's a referendum or an ad- amendment. Vote for people rather than machines because the machines, yeah, they're going to make your lives a little better, but all they're doing is making Elon Musk another billion dollars. And do you really want that guy having one more billion? I know Brad does. I don't want to have any more money. Wait, what? I don't want to have any more money. I thought you said, I don't want nobody to have no more money. <laughs> well, you got real sad. I don't want nobody to have no more money. I don't want to have no more money. He's got student debts. <laughs> <Why? laughs> Again, if you have $30 million, Brad is you, very interested. Brad, do you not yeah. like X? If you, uh, <laughs> I, I like Twitter. X, 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 Brad will not call. Yeah. All right, anything else to add to that, guys? Because we were That was along. the most depressing game ever. Yeah. <laughs> it you was know what? Conversation hey, I thought, hey, maybe a little levity next time. I wanted your guys' opinion on that. 
that's it. No, that's a fair, that's a fair question. I can't wait for AI to take my job. <laughs> it, it's it is sobering, Brad. It is because again, it's I, actually drunkening for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. You can come work at Nova. I can't wait. Nova, <laughs> Nova Basement Systems for all your Northwest Indiana you can basement shovel away. Oh no, needs. I'm gonna blog for Nova. <laughs> Actually, the only thing I can do is write. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if I, you want me to write a profile hey, about a you, basement system? Do you guys want me to do what computers can easily do, but for a lot more money? <laughs> no. Okay. No. Well, I tried. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I, Mike, thank you so much for well, for being guys, our guest. Thank you. We for love you me so on. much. Thanks for being a friend of the pod, Nate. I love you, buddy. Love you too, bud. Brad, I love you. Hey, I love you too. Do you cool. love the band? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> bye, everybody. Bye. Nah, cheating, eh?